and welcome to the Anita Po Show, where I'm here to help you master Bitcoin, realize its implications for the world and gain self-sovereignty and freedom. I'm your host, Anita Posh, happy to be with you again. This is episode 167, the 24th and last episode of 2022, and it's delivered through a new podcasting platform called BTC Podcasting. It's a Bitcoin for Fairness project where you can host your podcast for free and at the same time you can earn Bitcoin. Prior solutions required that the host is running their own lightning node, which is no easy task. At BTC Podcasting, we are working together with Albi to make earning Bitcoin accessible for anyone. On top of that, the open source platform enables hosts like me to add chapters and images to the episodes. If you use a podcast app like Breeze or Hypercatcher or Customatic, you can see the associated images and links and also send some satoshis to me. I've used this feature with the chapters, images and links for the first time in the last episode, which is about how Bitcoin enforces universal human rights. If you haven't listened to that one, you should, because it lays out all the arguments you need to basically orange pill people who think that Bitcoin is useless. I'm pointing out to seven articles of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Basically also freedom of transaction should be a human right. Today I want to share with you what my initiative Bitcoin for Fairness has achieved in terms of grassroots adoption in Africa in 2022. But before I start, I wish you and your family health, happiness and prosperity in the new year. To freedom of transaction. You might wonder why I'm toasting to freedom of transaction. Jörg Platzer, one of my guests, has coined that term in one of his talks I recently heard. I'd say Jörg can be called one of the OG cypherpunks. He was the founder of the legendary Room 77 in Berlin, the first business in the world that accepted Bitcoin. You can listen to my conversation with him. I'm sure you'll learn something new at anita.link slash 134. That's anita.link slash 134. But now on to the review of 2022. I added some images and links to this podcast episode. You can view them in a podcast app like Breeze, Hypercatcher or Castomatic. 2022, a year in grassroots Bitcoin adoption for Africa. This article was originally published on Bitcoin Magazine by BTC Inc. In early 2020, during my first visit in Zimbabwe, my assumption that Bitcoin is needed the most in the global south was confirmed. I found a nation in distress about money because of a kleptocratic ruling elite that had been defrauding and stealing from their people by inflating the national currency for decades. Despite this, corruption and military support allowed these leaders to stay at the top for over 40 years. If you're interested in my work from 2020, where I was uh, researching the lives uh, and, and the monetary system in Zimbabwe, you can go to anita.link slash 50, 50, anita.link slash 50 and listen to my series that I made in 2020. So the need for Bitcoin was definitely there. 
but what about understanding of Bitcoin? I found a few true believers and hodlers from the early days, but I didn't find a single Bitcoin-only event or community. What existed were cryptocurrency trading groups on WhatsApp and Facebook and a lot of scams. The first questions about Bitcoin always were, how can I join Bitcoin? Which is the language that scammers are using to lure in their victims. And how can I trade Bitcoin? Which is the language of short-time preference. In 2021, I had the idea to bring Bitcoin knowledge to the Global South with a focus on fostering communities on the ground and connecting them infrastructure-wise and people-wise with the Bitcoin network. Elizabeth Stark of Lightning Labs encouraged me to apply for a donation at the Human Rights Foundation, which became the first donor supporting Bitcoin for Fairness. With the advice of Sharon Dow of Lightning Ventures and Jacob Strumwasser of Lightning Labs, I drafted a grant proposal which resulted in sponsorships from Leden, OKCoin, Paxful, Coinfinity, Breeze and Trezor. I set up a crowdfunding campaign on Giza.fund which received over 500 donations from Bitcoiners all over the world. Brad Mills, Peter McCormick and F. 418 underscore me all donated significant amounts and I'm sure I'm forgetting other donors who have donated higher amounts and all the people who have donated small amounts. It all goes down to Bitcoin for Fairness into supporting local communities to learn more about Bitcoin. So I'm sorry that I definitely have forgotten others, but I thank you each and everyone for your support. Our impact. Through Bitcoin for Fairness, I visited four African countries to spread Bitcoin education and connections this year. The most time I spent was in Zimbabwe and Zambia, which I visited two times each. In April, after Bitcoin 2022 in Miami, I gave up my apartment in Vienna and started my nomad life. It led me to South Africa in May, where I worked with Bitcoin Ekasi. You can hear more about Bitcoin Ekasi in my interview with Hermann Vivier, the initiator at anita.link slash 154. In June, I was at the Oslo Freedom Forum to connect with human rights activists and freedom fighters like Meron Estefanos, Farida Bemba Naborema and Leopoldo Lopez. COVID-19 stopped me for a few weeks and after the Baltic Honey Badger Conference in Riga, I returned to Zimbabwe and Zambia. The last traveling I did in 2022 led me to the first Pan-African Bitcoin conference in Ghana, which was organized by Farida Naborema, Zambia. In March, I was speaking to 50 students at the University of Zambia. We hosted a Lightning Network workshop. I gave radio and newspaper interviews and we started a Bitcoin education group on WhatsApp, which has grown to 65 members. All of this was organized by Ndesa, Emmanuel and Jaffet, three crypto-interested individuals who hadn't known each other before. In May, they set up the first Bitcoin for Fairness meetup in Lusaka. In October, I visited the second time. I was speaking at the Forum on Internet Freedom in Africa 2022 in Lusaka, 
and at the University of Zambia again, this time to about 30 students, and we installed wallets and sent some satoshis around. We organized a Bitcoin for Fairness meetup and donated a Raspi Blitz full note to one of the local Bitcoiners. Together with the BFF team, we also conducted a one-day Bitcoin workshop for journalists. By December, the fifth Bitcoin for Fairness meetup was happening and the Bitcoin and Lightning node was up and running. The goal to initiate a local group of Bitcoiners, regular meetups and bringing Bitcoin infrastructure to Zambia has been fully met. The local Bitcoin for Fairness group has set up their own ZambiaMeetups.com website. They meet at Scalivex, a restaurant accepting Bitcoin, and one of the members started a Bitcoin podcast in the local Bamba language on our recently launched BTC podcasting platform. And don't forget to look up the images inside the Breeze app. I added images to the chapters and to the things I'm saying. Zimbabwe. We kicked the Zimbabwe trip off with a Bitcoin talk in early March, which was attended by 60 participants in the capital of Harare. One of them was Alexandria, who took a six-hour bus ride from Bulawayo because he didn't know any other Bitcoiners there. I encouraged Alexandria to start a Bitcoin-only WhatsApp group and to ask the guests to join. Today, that group has grown to 300 members and is on Twitter at Bitcoin Reach. Alexandria and his Bitcoin Reach group is fully independent from Bitcoin for Fairness now. This has also been a goal of mine, self-sovereignty and self-organization of the communities. I actually lost count on the number of Bitcoin meetups that happened in Zimbabwe since my talk in March, which is a good thing. The meetups in Kweru and Bulawayo were sponsored by Bitcoin for Fairness. Paco from Run with Bitcoin was our guest too. We gave away Trezor devices and I conducted a workshop to help people set the devices up. Because of my work, a Zimbabwean farmer owning a solar power plant came together with someone from the international community who donated six ASIC miners. The machines have been mining Bitcoin from solar since June 2022. I also did an interview with the Bitcoin miner in July. You can find it at anita.link slash 157. In September, I visited a remote area in the Eastern Highlands and sent a lightning payment from my voltage node to Bitcoin Ikasi in South Africa. If you look into your podcast app, I added a link to Twitter, to a tweet that I had done about this payment. And this tweet has been shared a lot. And Trevor Kube, a highly acclaimed journalist in the Southern African region, invited me to be a guest on his popular YouTube show In Conversation with Trevor. They included my wallet setup video in the episode and in the following I onboarded Trevor to Lightning and Bitcoin. The trailblazer he is, he invited me to make his podcast value for value ready. Now, his show is the first Zimbabwean podcast receiving Bitcoin payments via Albi. After my appearance on In Conversation with Trevor, Newsday Zimbabwe published an article titled Bitcoin should be the currency of choice, writing 
Anita Posh has urged Zimbabwean businesses and individuals to use Bitcoin as a medium of exchange because of its low charges when transacting, as well as its being less prone to abuse. That might not be exactly what I said, but <laughs> it's great that Newsday Zimbabwe published this article because Newsday Zimbabwe has 640,000 followers on Twitter and is one of the bigger newspapers in Zimbabwe. South Africa In May, I went to South Africa to work with Bitcoin Ikasi, the circular Bitcoin economy in Mossel Bay. First, I spent some time in Cape Town and met Bitcoin builders like Karel van Wyk, who was already working on a solution to what later became pick and pay's acceptance of lightning payments. You can listen to my interview with Karel van Wyk at anita.link/155. Since November, you have been able to pay for your groceries at one of the biggest supermarket chains in South Africa. This is a huge step for the future success of the circular Bitcoin economy in the township. Now, people can earn and spend Bitcoin without the need to exchange to the South African rand. We also brought a Raspberry Blitz and Trezor devices to Bitcoin Ikasi. Senior coach Lufando learned how to run the node and I did a hardware wallet workshop with him and the junior coaches. Now, the shop owners in the township can secure their Bitcoin savings offline. German television was interested to do a documentary about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Since they were aware of my work, we agreed that a TV team was following Bitcoin for Fairness and the Ikasi team in the township. If you're a German speaker, you can watch the documentary in the ARD Mediathek. You can find it at the Beta Stories, Schöne Neue Kryptowelt. Last but not least, I served as the matchmaker between Bitcoin Ikasi's new teacher named Mrs. Nomsa and a Bitcoin for Fairness volunteer who helped her get knowledgeable about Bitcoin. I also connected Paxful with the community, which led to a Paxful and Built with Bitcoin Education Center being placed on site. Ghana. As soon as I heard the announcement of the first Pan-Africa Bitcoin conference, I knew I wanted to be a part of it. Organized by Farida Bemba Naborema, a Togolese human rights and Bitcoin activist, it became to be the greatest Bitcoin conference I have been to so far. The focus on Bitcoin as a tool for Africans to empower and free themselves financially from colonial and authoritarian structures resonated with the work of Bitcoin for Fairness. Prior to the conference, I helped Marcel Lorraine, the founder of Bitcoin Dada, a women-focused Bitcoin education group raising funds to visit the conference. I also met Noeline Sumba and Mary Imasuen from Nigeria. Mary organized a Bitcoin for Fairness-sponsored meetup in Nigeria earlier this year. After the conference, we organized a Bitcoin for Fairness meetup together with the local Bitcoin Cowries community in One Corner Garden, a restaurant accepting Bitcoin, where we installed wallets, gave away a treasure device and spoke about how to earn Bitcoin. On top of all of the above, I published and built educational content and infrastructure for communities, like for instance, the Bitcoin Flyer. 
which I published together with the C4, the Cryptocurrency Certification Consortium. The flyer is an easy and cheap to produce Bitcoin FAQ to give away at meetups or conferences. With the help of volunteers, we translated the flyer to 12 languages, including Swahili, Luganda, and soon Akantwi and Eritrean. We encourage volunteers to translate the open-sourced folder into their local languages. BTC Podcasting Together with Michael Buhmann from Albi, I developed a new podcast hosting platform called BTC Podcasting, where Bitcoiners can host their podcasts for free and, at the same time, earn Bitcoin from their listeners. And that without the need to run their own lightning node. Bitcoin for Fairness wants to encourage communities to start their own podcasts. Given that the cost for internet bandwidth is very high and the speed also doesn't allow video streaming in many African regions, we learned that audio is a much better medium through which to reach people. The possibility to stick it to authoritarians and take the power out of their hands and put it back into the hands of the people was compelling. During the last six years since I started in the Bitcoin space, it became clear to me that only Bitcoin delivers fair access for anyone to take economic action and that it is essential for enforcing human rights. This is the reason why I called my non-profit initiative Bitcoin for Fairness and why I wrote an essay for Bitcoin magazine about how Bitcoin enforces human rights. I also produced a podcast and a video documentary about it, so that people can share these thoughts easily with their peers. The importance of the Bitcoin project may not be underestimated. It's our only shot to regain digital and financial privacy and to have an alternative system for the short-sighted, debt-based and consumption-driven fiat economy. If we mess up, there will be no similar freedom project in the near future. You can find that documentary on YouTube and I will also publish a lot of smaller clips from the documentary. For instance, there are clips on YouTube called How Bitcoin Enforces Property Rights, How Bitcoin Enforces Freedom of Speech and so on. Learnings Blockchain technology and crypto are big in African countries. But the differences between Bitcoin and altcoins are widely not understood. Altcoins and their marketing departments have done a great job of letting people believe that they are the better Bitcoin, telling them that the original is slow and not scalable. Even the people who are organizing events and sharing crypto knowledge haven't heard of the Lightning Network or sidechains like Rootstock or Liquid yet. In most countries, crypto and stable coins are king. Only in Nigeria is the share of Bitcoin usage higher than that of altcoins, as I was told by Ray Youssef, the CEO of Paxful, who also will be my next guest in the next episode. In Zimbabwe, a trader who exchanged a volume of 6 million in 2021 told me that most people are using USDT and only a handful of convinced Bitcoiners are hodling. There are hundreds of free guides, tutorials and videos about Bitcoin. But where to start? 
Five out of 50 people at my first talk in Lusaka were interested in Bitcoin only, but they are isolated and far away from where the experienced users and developers are. It's hard to catch up. They can't afford to attend Lightning Hack Days or other Bitcoin-focused conferences, which are mostly in the US or Europe. Traveling to other African countries is expensive and cumbersome. There is a need for more boots on the ground to share knowledge and tools. Nobody I had met at my talks was using a hardware wallet. The devices are very expensive for the average person and hard to get. I gifted a Bitbox 02 to a friend in Zimbabwe two years ago. And this year he told me that he hadn't set it up yet. Afterwards, <laughs> I told him to come to my hardware wallet session and we did just that. There is a need for more local Bitcoin infrastructure. The Africa Free Routing Project is a great start because the two nodes I was able to bring are not enough. One great example of a solution built for Africa by an African is Machankura 8333, a custodial lightning wallet which allows you to send and receive Bitcoin on a feature phone without internet connection. It's using the same technology that mobile money providers in Africa have been using for years, called USSD. We used it in Zambia. If you look into your app, you should see a link to YouTube where we demonstrate how it works. Going forward. Building in the bear market was not an easy task, but thanks to the Bitcoin for Fairness volunteers and donors, we did so. Our goal for 2023 is to focus even more on education around self-custody and privacy. One thing we learned is that after all of the crypto scammers who have been hitting the African continent, building trust by being on the ground is essential. But it's not enough. There has to be a possibility to stay connected and offer further knowledge to the communities and especially the individuals who are driving their groups. That's why I'm going to build a community site with online courses and education around non-KYC Bitcoin, privacy tools and, of course, self-custody in 2023. At the same time, BFF's goal is to find more volunteering translators for the Bitcoin Flyer and to accompany Bitcoiners to develop their community podcasts and start earning Bitcoin. Thank you very much for listening to my 2022 review and all the work we've done with Bitcoin for Fairness. I want to thank all the volunteers who have helped this year to set this up, to get communities going in the several countries. And if you like my work and the efforts with Bitcoin for Fairness to foster Bitcoin adoption on the ground, please, it's all community powered and funded by donations. So feel free to support our campaign with a donation at gisa.fund. That's gisa.fund slash projects slash BFF. Or you can directly send Satoshis to our lightning address at bff at gisa.fund. Or you can also send fiat money to my Patreon site at patreon.com slash anitaposh. Thank you very much. I hope you had a good 2022 and to freedom of transaction and a good 2023.
If you've enjoyed this, please subscribe to my newsletter at anita.link weekly to get all updates into your mailbox. Music Late Truth by AudioHertz. And see you soon at the Anita Post Show. Thank you.